They could look right down into the whitewashed room under the grass. They looked at it till Ma said, We'll brush out the place before Pa comes back. Mary and Laura, you bring the water pails. Mary carried the large pail and Laura the small one, and they went down the path again. Jack ran ahead and took his place by the door. Ma found a willow twig broom in a corner, and she brushed the walls carefully. Mary watched Carrie to keep her from falling down into the creek, and Laura took the little pail and went for water. She hoppity-skipped down the stair steps to the end of a little bridge across the creek. The bridge was one wide plank. Its other end was under a willow tree. The tall willows fluttered slender leaves up against the sky, and little willows grew around them in clumps. They shaded all the ground, and it was cool and bare. The path went across it to a little spring, where cold, clear water fell into a tiny pool and then ran trickling to the creek. Laura filled the little pail and went back across the sunny footbridge and up the steps. She went back and forth fetching water in the little pail and pouring it into the big pail set on a bench inside the doorway. Then she helped Ma bring down from the wagon everything they could carry. They had moved nearly everything into the dugout when Pa came rattling down the path. He was carrying a little tin stove and two pieces of stovepipe. Whew, he said, setting them down. I'm glad I had to carry them only three miles. Think of it, Caroline. Town's only three miles away, just a nice walk. Well... Hanson's on his way west, and the place is ours. How do you like it, Caroline? I like it, said Ma, but I don't know what to do about the beds. I don't want to put them on the floor. What's the matter with that, Pa asked her. We've been sleeping on the ground. That's different, Ma said. I don't like to sleep on the floor in a house. Well, that's soon fixed, said Pa. I'll cut some willow boughs to spread the beds on for tonight. Tomorrow I'll find some straight willow poles and make a couple of bedsteads. He took his axe and went whistling up the path over the top of the house and down the slope beyond it to the creek. There lay a tiny valley where willows grew thick all along beside the water. Laura ran at his heels. Let me help, Pa, she panted. I can carry some. Why, so you can, said Pa, looking down at her with his eyes twinkling. There's nothing like help when a man has a big job to do. Pa often said he did not know how he could manage without Laura. She had helped him make the door for the log house in Indian Territory. Now she helped him carry the leafy willow boughs and spread them in the dugout. Then she went with them to the stable. All four walls of the stable were built of sods, and the roof was willow boughs and hay with sods laid over it. The roof was so low that Pa's head touched it when he stood up straight. There was a manger of willow poles, and two oxen were tied there. One was a huge gray ox with short horns and gentle eyes. The other was smaller, with fierce long horns and wild eyes. He was bright red-brown all over. Hello, Bright, Pa said to him. 
And how are you, Pete, old fellow? He asked the big ox, slapping him gently. Stand back out of the way, Laura, he said, till we see how these cattle act. We've got to take them to water. He put ropes around their horns and led them out of the stable. They followed him slowly down the slope to a level path that went through green rushes to the flat edge of the creek. Laura slowly tagged after them. Their legs were clumsy and their big feet split in the middle. Their noses were broad and slimy. Laura stayed outside the stable while Pa tied them to the manger. She walked with them toward the dugout. Pa, she asked in a little voice, did Pat and Patty truly want to go out west? Yes, Laura, Pa told her. Ah, Pa, she said, and there was a tremble in her voice.